Meet Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. This episode of the Flushman Dustin Podcast is brought to you by Hunt Ready, a high-quality upland vest sourced and handcrafted here in the U.S. of A. to help meet the unique challenges faced by today's upland enthusiasts, regardless of your pursuit. Go to Hunt Ready to find out more. That's H-U-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com to find out more. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ring Next In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushman and Dustin. Welcome back to another Flushman Dustin podcast. Tonight, uh, we have ex- some exciting news to tell you about Tyler and I future hunt. And our guests tonight, we have Ryan Baumgartner and Uriah Hansen. Some of you may know Uriah through Pheasants Forever, um, maybe through Tinder, or maybe your mom knows him. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it should then take so long to start. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you for coming on the the podcast, guys. Uh, Ryan, have you been on before? But why don't you start and give a little, uh, just a little background about yourself, and a little introduction. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Ryan Baumgartner. Uh, I'm I'm in Des Moines Metro here. Uh, I'm a, an attorney eight months out of the year and, and bird hunter for four. Uh, so I got a Irish red setter, a field one, and a, and a Boykin spaniel. Nice. But all right. I got. <laughs> Uriah, why don't you give us a little background about you as well? Yep. Uh, Uriah Hansen. I, I too live here in the Des Moines metro. Um, professionally, when I'm not bird hunting, I'm an HR manager here in Des Moines. And then uh, on the other side of me are my bird dogs. Got an English setter, Gemma, and then a German short hair who is getting to be the geriatric age, Mozzie. Um, grew up in North Central Iowa and then have been in Des Moines since 2010 and, and call most of the state home for hunting. Nice. 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 So you guys recently went on a trip to New Mexico um give us a little bit about that um i've never been there never hunted there conditions um just uh yeah tell us about it it's a brutal drive it's it's yeah it was no, 18 think, hours uh, eight, yeah, eight yeah. for 18 and a half hour drive down there uh you know we're, we were pretty excited to get down there so we had adrenaline for maybe the first i don't know 12 hours uh, but man, once we hit Texas and, and those 75 mile per hour, two, two lane highways, uh, it, it made for an interesting nighttime drive. Oh, and, uh, and if anyone thinks Nebraska is boring, drive through Western Kansas. Oh man. That's cruising. 75 <laughs> two lane highways. Holy oh. shit. Yeah. So we did what With we the actual did. speed limit or you guys yeah. just cruising? That's, that's 75. Yeah. Wow. That's, and, and that is the, uh the the amount of speed we were traveling on the record uh 
<laughs> yeah, it was a long drive. Uh, and what did we do? Seven days down there, Uriah? I think we did five days hunting. Seven days we were in uh, South Central New Mexico. Uh, we're not going to blow up with hot spots like uh, your last couple podcasts of, of guys BSing about hunting Nick. Uh, I, I got. But, a lot of I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm gonna just, go use. honestly, just tell us where it's at. We are in central Albuquerque. Um, yeah, we're we just got the 200 yard area away from houses, and and that was our that was where we went. But that way, we could easily get into a, a backyard for supper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's like I said, we did five days and man, it was it was different coming from a couple Midwest boys that we've maybe done some, you know, I'm, I'm originally from North Dakota. So we run into some Huns and done, you know, some more sharp tail, you know, centered hunting. Uh, I it, it was tough. I mean, a lot what of was it for the dogs. <laughs> it depends on the dog. Uh, my my Irish did really well. Uh, Pop pad wise. Um, but the, the dogs pads by the, the other three, by the second or third day, we were, we, we were booting up. We had blown through boots. We were trying to find some, uh, tire inner tubes to duct tape onto the bottom of their feet. Uh, and, and scenting conditions were hard for them. Uh, you know, we, we've been saying that Iowa was dry this year and, uh, it was nothing like dry down there from, from, you know, again, Midwest point of view. Yeah. And I think from my point of view, you know, I've hunted out West in Wyoming, Idaho, um, nothing compared to the New Mexican desert from dog conditions, but also just from the birds. Uh, I think, you know, all four of us here on the podcast are used to pheasants and I think pheasants run, but I would say desert, desert quail make a pheasant look like a sitting pumpkin. (laughs) The entire trip, we shot one bird off point, like that we could definitively say was off a point. Otherwise, uh, it was hard, right? Yeah, Ryan's young dog was, you know, doing well, but it was almost to the point where when the f- dog first went on point, run past the point 50 yards and then hope the dog swings out another 100 to, to block the birds Jeez. for you. Holy cow. So how many birds That's did you guys end up really getting? We were shooting pretty good birds. I mean, we were getting yeah. into we were getting into 50, a 75 yeah. a day of seeing birds. Um, yeah. You know, the only day was... Shoot- yeah, we were shooting birds every day. All the guys were. So I mean, right. You know, it's always uh, a good day hunting no. if, you're, if you're if you're seeing birds. I mean, right. The, the only the only day we didn't see many was when we tried to to Mern's hunt, and that that was an adventure. The, the adventure that day made the trip. Whether or not, I mean, we saw what what did we what what did we run into scalies on that trip? Uh, Is, we, or was I, it gambles on co- the bottom uh, the first was a covey of gambles as we were on a death march back to the truck and then uh a scup a covey of scalies when we were trying to trespass our way out <laughs> which it was a failed that. trespass we, we <laughs> right. couldn't even trespass that's how bad we were is because they welded the gate shut so we had to uh continue on legally d- down the road that nearly <laughs> killed us all right I mean, that's that's the i'm sure we've shared the video with you guys on the on the road i know everyone's seen the bumper uh, <laughs> from that trip uh but it, it was so bad on the on the way out when we couldn't open this gate to there was a house that we went and tried to but it was abandoned uh and then the, the gate was welded shut so we're like well i guess we're going back uh 
back the way we came and yeah the other guy pat and i were like well there's no point of all three of us dying so you you got this uriah <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll walk up the rest of the hill uh we'll meet you at top <laughs> so now ryan i saw uh, i saw an image and looked like uriah was giving you a foot massage you were laying on the couch <laughs> tell us t- tell us about that and you know what was going on there oh, I, yeah i mean that? if that's how uriah is i'm excited for this uh this coming the- fall I'm just a giver. You can ask why. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> uh, so was that two days before season ended? Maybe January 8th? I, yeah, it was the weekend before. Weekend before the season ended. Uh, we were out. We were mostly looking for, for Bob White quail. We were hunting some spots that we knew had them. Uh, but, you know, and there were, I, we ran into way more pheasants that day. But there was a creek, and I was trying to hop it. Uh, and I picked out my grassy spot. I had seen where the uh, where the dogs had ran through, and I thought it was a safe landing. And I hopped, and there was a, a hole there uh, that led to a nah, a, a walk in the the pun intended for a walk in clinic. Uh, and it, it was a bad sprain. Uh, the judge or the judge, the uh, doctor rated an eight out of ten for me, so I wouldn't feel bad about myself for all the crying I did. Uh, but then two weeks later, I was trying to walk walk uh, New Mexico. And, and it's, it's, I don't know how you would say shaley, shelly or shaley, maybe blah, blah, when you're walking on the side. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's not real. I mean, it's not like you're busting cattails, but it's hard on your ankles because you step in it slides or the gravel yeah. gives out on the first day we hunted. I, I was like, guys, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hunt anymore. Like it's, it's bad. Like uh, I cannot, I, I'd have no stability, uh, but Uriah stepped up. I, I had a brace on too. I, I had a brace oh, wow. and. Uh, do you think, do you think maybe and, if you would have got some new boots, like, you know, we've heard that you wear, you know, 10, 15 year old boots around the, the prairies. I, I wear them until the uh, shoe <laughs> doesn't fi- fix them. Uh, Uriah buddied up though and, and taped my ankle. I mean, a, a few times he went real high and, and I still have a, a, a ring around my, my ankle where it's missing uh, hair. Uh, and I know that wasn't an accident, uh, but at least I got them taped and I was able to, to at least get out there all days. I had to take the, the easier paths a little bit and, and not, you know, go a hundred percent like, uh, Pat, the mule was going, uh, yeah, but it was rough. Now you're right. You've been, you've been traveling and hunting uh, a lot more States than us. This is the first time you've been to New Mexico. Yeah. So it's the first time I've really gone South. I've done. Uh, Nebraska a couple times, done Wyoming, and then done Idaho as well. And uh, yeah, and the our desert... North Dakota trips. Don't forget that. Oh. And North Dakota, yeah, North Dakota yeah. as well. Can't can't forget North Dakota. <laughs> as much uh, as I try. Desert, <laughs> yeah, desert's just a completely different beast. Uh, even you know, I thought it'd be similar to Wyoming. Uh, sage grouse hunted out there and did some blue. Shaley cover just. Oh. Nothing like uh, what what really I hunted before, um, and we're hunting big long draws in New Mexico, or, or that's what we found the most most success in was. So imagine your waterways of Iowa, yep. and we drop them thirty foot down on the waterway, and then you got the hillsides on each side with the nastiest and fine anything that can poke, stab, or try and kill you was there in those draws, um, from cactus to everything else. So uh, it was down there. Uh, we didn't, uh, very rarely are we going to run into any snakes down during the hunting season. Um, they said if it got above 60, 
chances are a couple could creep out, but they're going to be so lethargic not to really. So we didn't have any run-ins and with the young dog and then my setter who neither of them are real intelligent outside of finding birds. I'd say we did pretty good of not finding any snakes. You know, they say that in New Mexico, if you have a few good retrievers, you usually get more birds. Well, all we oh, had was no. a boy, so we were missing. <laughs> yeah. With what would you guys do different? We had a duck dog. <laughs> uh, different. I probably get some higher, maybe higher quality boots. Uh, well, it doesn't our... sound like you have quality. Work. <laughs> Not me for my dog. Anyway, for me. Oh, okay. for your dog. I, I splurge <laughs> on the dog. I, you I don't have can... chip for boots, so. What's yeah. the uh, if Nike made a boot, that'd be great. Yeah, you're just gonna uh, go. You can go to Payless Shoes and fucking get a pair of boots that are better than we got, probably. Oh, man, I got I got some Danners and uh, Danners and Schnees. They're supposed to be decent, but not after ten years. No, I don't think they're made to last that long. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and maybe hunt different. I mean, uh, hour wise, and you know, we we we. It was mostly a freelance. We have a buddy down there, Tyler. He's been on the podcast a couple times or before. Yeah, Quail Tyler Hawk. Sladen. Yeah, Quail Hawk on Instagram, Tyler Sladen. Uh, he he was able to point us in some areas, uh, but we most of it was freelancing. I think we had better luck freelancing, uh, but a lot of it I think is figuring out what time to go out uh, and and when to take our afternoon breaks and then go out back again in the evening. Uh, I, I think that's all we would do different is just really change our times. Yeah, I think our, str- our struggle time. too, not only the times was, I mean, our dogs are used to just upland for the most part, right? So you want them at a hundred yards in mostly up here. Um, you know, I always joked about who the hell wants a six, 700 yard dog, but down there, I can completely yeah. see why you'd want a dog that runs, you know, 250, 300 yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we got lucky of my little setter started figuring them out after the second, third day and she'd loop around and run big, kind of like, you know, what, what some of the Iowa dogs will figure out with the roosters, if you can block them and stop them. Um, only, you know, you're, you're talking 150, 200 yard swings at a minimum to stop those desert quail from running. Yeah, that's crazy. Because you probably can't even option of like in iowa you can put blockers at the end of waterways or fields you know there's probably not even that option down there i mean maybe if you could be like yeah go down two miles and park and yeah. we'll get down there and there's gonna be a lot of sitting yeah i mean we were walking some of those draws and i could see them running through the through the mesquite and whatever that other bush is uh and you could see them and then you you they just disappear like you could yep. see them at like 10 yards and you run up and try to kick the bushes but those bushes ran forever they just, uh, you know, in just those fast birds, huh? Yeah, it, they. I don't know if they're faster than a than a rooster, but they are certainly more elusive. And even you, we had a couple that we shot that were wounded, and, and they'd run into a bush and they just disappear. Uh, you know, and the one remember the one under the cactus, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if the dog went to stop there on point, we'd have no idea it was sitting there under a cactus. They just yeah. blend they into their surroundings so well. So we kick that cactus and everything, trying to get it out because we're like, we know it's here. Uh, but it, you just, even with leather gloves on, you know, you're trying to reach yeah, in there yeah. and you're still getting poked. And, and I don't know, how, I don't remember how eventually that one got out, but I think it was, I think it was a bunch of like four or five hands trying to go all around the cactus, uh, to get it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I was pulling, I was pulling cacti and thorns out of the dogs for a week after Jeez. New Mexico be laying on the couch and all of a sudden you'd run your hand over and feel a thorn still buried into them somewhere. Jesus. That's crazy. How how close the shots were you guys getting? 
<laughs> on your average. Uh, so we, we went down there, right? And we're shooting. We're like, ah, oh, you know, seven, eight shot will be fine. We'll throw in the skeet chokes and prove cylinder, <laughs> all that. After the first day, we said, to hell with this. We're going modified. <laughs> you ain't going full? Jeez, <laughs> no. I, if uh, if I would have had my mind. pattern master, I, you know, I would have whipped that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, it was anywhere from we had some that you know you'd be walking and it'd pop up right at your feet uh and then you'd have the other ones that were 40 yards when the cubby busted and by the time you realized what they were they were at 60 70 i mean 60 I 70 yards was, for 60 70 yards for you is probably nothing being you hunt yeah. since hunted you hunted since you've been 12 and just shooting birds all the time david yeah, all right oh god no were you guys the, were you guys the, the other difference is you know for anyone that's hunted bob whites you know bob whites sort of erupt like an atom bomb where they're up and sort of just explode everywhere where those desert quail when the covey get up they're up and they're flying all in one direction they know exactly where they're going mm-hmm. uh, one of the locals told us they have their escape route already planned so it's kind of like a pheasant they get up and they pick their direction and go yeah. only yeah. they're already directionally picked by the time they get six inches off the ground um, and we had to take off on a lot of shots out of dog safety just because they fly so low they, yeah they yeah. stayed low and down those valley and well and then when we're hunting up the valley got we had two guys up high one guy down the middle um you had to watch out for all your buddies yeah. buddies and dogs you mentioned that uh they get up like 40 yards and you had to wait till 60 yards are you guys hunting areas that you couldn't shoot certain game or was it just it was by the time you picked them up Okay. They'd get up at 40, but by the time you could shoulder and say, you know, quail. Just that fucking quick. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, you're watching that I mean, far away. You're looking, you're watching your dogs work, you know, yeah. a little bit closer. Uh, or, you know, looking at our garments, trying to figure out where the heck our dogs are. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think and not only that, but I mean, you got the doves you could easily identify. And we were shooting scalies and gambles. I mean, you couldn't tell the difference when they were flying. You just saw a gray body flying, and then but someone pick it up and say, what'd you shoot? And so I thought, you know, there'd be a little more differentiation given the gambles had the brown heads and all that. But when they're flying, they're pretty similar. You can't really tell the difference. Yeah. At least hey, you guys, us, you guys would someone, love it. Someone's going to listen <laughs> to this podcast and say these guys are a bunch of morons, but... Right. You guys talking to us for the last week already realized that. So it's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially for your first trip out there. I mean, what do you, what do you right. expect? I, I, it's completely I mean, different. An, an unguided freelance trip to the yeah. desert. I mean, and you're, it's your dog's first time out in the desert. I mean, everything's just the train, the brush, every, I mean, the birds are 100% different, you know? And yeah. So I think, I think it's pretty awesome that you guys were even, successful with yeah i mean we were birds shooting birds and... every day i mean there there was not a day that went by that we hunted that we didn't shoot now some days we shot more and than others um the one day all we shot was a 1400 bumper and a gamble's quail but yeah you know <laughs> how did that bumper um... go we didn't hear that full story <laughs> uh so the the interesting thing out there and, and right hunted all over you got all these two tracks that are just taking you through. You have county roads that all of a sudden somebody just gated off and called their own. Yeah, like uh, so you sort of have ad hoc. And it was a pin that we got from a buddy that lives down there, Tyler, you know, Tyler that we mentioned. And so we were just, how do we get to this pin? And, and we cruising down a two track, come over a hill and we said, Oh shit. Well, we're in too <laughs> deep now. We might as well keep going. Uh, yeah, by the time the will... truck leveled out, it was, it was, you're, you're not reversing. You're, you're going. Yeah, I mean, we were, and, and we got down to oh. a creek bed that was just a V and it was Ryan and Pat got out to help me try and guide through. And all of a sudden you just hear, 
<laughs> and at that point, you just hit the gas and go because yeah. there's only one way out. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I thought we all thought you were going to get stuck for a while. We're lucky that was a cheap bumper that just crimpled. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the new bumper is going to crimple that easy. No, you yeah, the new the new, bumper, you're, new bumper, new bumper, stuck down there. What'd you put in for a bumper after this one? Uh, so I went to uh, friends over at American Topper and Accessories here in Des Moines and had them hook me up. I got a just a Weston bumper, but it's a little more heavy duty off road. Dude, put a uh, I feel sorry too. for the guy that runs into me in, in the Walmart parking lot hitting that because it's yeah. not going to give. <laughs> so your frame's going to bend before your bumper gives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lift uh, would have been I, nice, but I, I don't think he he did that. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I also, after getting back and getting a car wash, noticed that the mesquite thorns do a nice job on the paint job of leaving some marks when you went through. So uh, our favorite spot was Hubcap Hill, as we referred to it, because <laughs> if you came over the hill, there was a hubcap lane there. Not sure who took a car with a hubcap that far back into the desert, but... But uh, there's a reason the hubcap was left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, like I said, a lot of those paths we were going down, and it's like, all right, let's try to get over to that, you know, that that spot over there. We, you know, we were using Onyx and looking for draws and areas, and uh, and then those those roads were just for a while it'd be a two track like he was saying and then all of a sudden that that one that we used twice went from a road to all of a sudden we're driving in this huge creek bed for a while uh to come back out you know further up on a road and again. some guys and then you're in some guy's backyard you're, you're literally right. like then, then all, yeah then all of a sudden we're opening a gate in some dude's front yard and 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 going through that to <laughs> keep going Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, the, the nice thing though, right, is everything's, I mean, almost everything was public. I mean, yeah. it was huntable as long, I mean, that guy's yard was on, on a government land, federal land. It's, you know, you get 200 yards away, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it was, 200, what, 250. I think it was What time does season open out there? Is it eight o'clock? Like most? Uh, sunrise, sunrise, the sunset okay. out there. So okay. uh, you got a lot of hunting time. Uh, and what we we failed to we failed to do our research before we went right because we we're like uh Tyler's going to yeah. be down there to help us. And then he had some personal stuff come up and wasn't able to connect with us, but still helped us out with some tips and pins and that stuff. But on the way home, Ryan decided to finally do some research on the trip and, and realized we should instead of hunting right away at sunrise, we should have waited till nine ten and uh, went out that late morning, mid afternoon as the quail are getting off the roost and more congregating where we were hitting them early and and it was sort of you had to find them or or not but we, we found that out about mid kansas on the way home so like you're saying like nine ten o'clock in the morning instead of them being so sparse they're kind of close together yeah. and are are they near like water holes or just that's where we had our most luck was uh earlier or mid to late afternoon from from like that 10 to 2 window yeah uh we were having the most luck by finding you know either a water hole or a, or a, or a wetter creek bed or cattle yeah, tanks if, if, when cattle we were getting tanks. sad and, and depressed we we'd just drive <laughs> cattle tanks and at least then we'd see quail we may not be able to right. shoot the quail but we'd see yeah. the quail yeah do they have a lot of cattle tanks out there yeah so they like, do um you know they and you know if, if you see the fences you know the cattle are going to be around uh, I will say, don't trust the farmers. The one farmer said, we saw, we talked to one farmer. He said, oh, go up here. There's always a covey of quail along the fence in the feedlot. Go shoot them. We went up there. Sure as shit, there was a covey of quail running along the fence. Big they, covey, they too. Off. I mean, yeah, we, big covey, probably 40, 50 birds. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. Um, they take off running. We see a house and we say, ah, you know, we should, we should hold off on shooting. Let's go ask this guy and make sure since they got pretty close to the house. And he's like, ah, no, you know, don't shoot there. Go down to the next fence. Well, we're <laughs> yeah. thinking Iowa, right? Like next fence, you're going to go down, you know, quarter mile, yards. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the next fence was like two miles in a mile past the BLM boundary. He was just basically telling us the nice way get to go get lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Do a lot of farmers have like cattle and stuff on this government ground? Is that kind of how you yeah. run into that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think every, I mean, a lot of that Western stuff, there's cattle or sheep running on all that. Yeah. I don't think there was a piece that we didn't see cattle out on. Um, which, right. the, I mean, the good thing is then they got water around, right? Uh, yeah. So as long as you're, you know, the cattle are there, you know, there's water around somewhere. Spry so that was sort yeah. of the, the, the saving grace, other than you know, getting bull rushed by a herd of 40 cattle thinking you were going to feed them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I had a little trouble getting into the truck that, <laughs> that was was running, running around because all the, all the cattle were surrounding the truck and your eye and I, your Pat doesn't have a dog. His kid's allergic. So he's got to wait another like 14 years till he's out of the house. Uh, so your eye and I are like, man, we got to get the dogs away from the cattle. So we're walking the other way. We're watching Pat get chased by cows trying to get into the truck. They think he's going to feed them. <laughs> that's funny. Hunters, we would like to take this time to give a shout out to the following sponsors of the Flushman and Dustin podcast. Gundog Outdoors has been a huge support for us. And their first aid kit, as well as their water bottle that we carry in the field, is awesome to have. The first aid kit can be used not only for your dogs, but it can also be used on yourself. If you do receive a cut has everything in it that we've needed so far. Uh, I've had injury of Murph getting a uh, stick caught in the top of his eye and was able to use the tweezers to pull that out, had bandages for their paws when they've got cut up. Uh, then when we've got cuts too, we've been able to bandage ourselves up. So great product. Definitely recommend it. And the water bottle is just awesome to have at the beginning of the season and even during the end of the season because your dog needs uh, hydrated. And sometimes during late in the year, those creeks and streams are all frozen up. Uh, so it's always good to carry extra water with you just to give your dog a quick sip and then back to hunting. One thing that we also uh, are pushing for this year is for people to start wearing hearing protection. Uh, it's not uh, a thing you see a lot of individuals wearing and we started hearing wearing hearing protection this past season uh, using tetra hearing custom molds and it is awesome how much better you can actually hear the hunt it uh you has a volume control on it so you can turn the volume up and down three different settings uh, that you can choose from <clears throat> and it's also comes as an option to have it be rechargeable and a hard case for storing. I chose the rechargeable so I didn't have to carry extra batteries around and I wanted the hard case, which is where it charges as well and it makes it better for storing. Have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish? 
Meet Your Maker has you covered. Mead makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Mead only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Mead also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. You can save some money at Tetra Hearing using code FLUSHEM2021. That's F-L-U-S-H-E-M-2021. FLUSHEM2021 to save you some cash. We travel with our dogs in Dakota 283 kennels. They fit our dogs very well and are made of high-quality material. Easy to get in and out of the truck with where the handles are located, as well as strapping them down in the trucks for safer traveling. The doors come with locks on them, so you can lock up the kennel if you're going to be away from your truck for a while. And they just, for our dogs, they fit them very well, very happy with the product. Uh, Great customer service, easy to work with. Check them out, dakota283.com. You can save yourself some cash as well using code RNR10, RNR10. And this year, finally, we pulled the trigger on getting a truck bed system from Total Access. That's Total A-X-X-E-S-S, truck bed systems. They are made from the same material that Truck Vault is made from. And they also have more storage than what the decked truck system offers. The Total Access system has side flaps, so you have full access to storage in front of your wheel wells, as well as behind your wheel wells. And you also have 2,000-pound payload capacity to be able to sit on top of the truck bed system. And each drawer comes with a 200-pound capacity with the option to upgrade to even heavier capacities. The system has been great for organization, and it also comes in a low profile, which is only 10 inches high, and a higher profile if you're running shorter kennels or smaller kennels. That comes in a 13-inch high system. Both of them are great. Both provide ample storage, full access drawers that slide all the way out. You can also take the drawers out if you need to to clean them, uh, to do anything else with them. So great product to have. And for any bird hunter or hunter in general, a truck bed system is, we think it's a must. It is so nice to have. You can save yourself some money with the truck bed systems, total access truck bed systems using code ringnecks. So truckbedsystems.com is where you can find these total access truck bed systems. Again, thank you for listening to the Flushman and Dustin podcast, and let's get back to it. Cows, it took it took a fits a, a little bit. I think the my Irish setter puppy, he still wanted to pay, play with them. I think he just thought they were big dumb dogs. To you know, <laughs> yeah, he wanted to go after them. What was the weather like? Was it was it pretty hot? 
Uh, it would start upper 20s, low 30s. So, I mean, awesome. You know, we were and wearing... that's why we were hunting mornings. I mean, we we're like, yeah. man, this is cold. Yeah, so I mean, wearing... when I think New Mexico, I'm thinking, you know, 70, 80 degrees. It, it got you know, to yeah. what, probably mid 60s, low 70s. Yeah, mid 60s. But by the time it hit 11 o'clock, even at, you know, 45, 55 degrees, you're, you're down there at that higher elevation, that sun, uh, you know, a couple yeah. of those days... At one point, we found a, a couple of big cubbies by some water tanks, and we just got lucky that they were on BLM. And so we turned around and, and came back and tried to get onto them. You know, we dropped birds, and the dogs are all just sitting there panting, looking at us like, what do you want us to do? <laughs> when you say so, BLM, what does that mean? Uh, Bureau of Land Management. So it was either oh, BLM or uh, – yeah. <laughs> I took it. I took it. I took it completely different, BLM. Bureau of Land Management. <laughs> yeah, that or uh, State of New Mexico – and, uh, you know, I guess the one tip I would say, you know, if we're going to give any secrets out is you'd be surprised that the state of New Mexico ground for some reason held birds better. Now, it wasn't like there was any different management practices, but it just it was just they were more on that than the BLM ground. And it yeah. could be a patch of New Mexico surrounded by BLM. So there's no rhyme or reason or any differences, but we did have a little better luck there. Did you guys run into <laughs> Tinny? predators or anything when you're out there or None other than uriah no. uh, the javelinas <laughs> yeah. we, did see, we did see one uh javelina and a, and a piglet or whatever i don't know what do you call a baby javelina but, oh you know. yeah nothing Making else yeah. Oh, and we think we saw them because when we first walked that field fits one i'm pointing some brush and then he's on he's i mean he's rock solid point and all of a sudden he starts growling and i'm like what's going on and i walk closer and then he starts barking while still on point and i was like ah let's get out of here uh you know and however long it took us to finish walking back two three hours then we see the the javelina and the mom or the piglet run by and i was oh thank god because oh yeah that would (laughs) i have another buddy that was out in uh arizona just last week and his dog ran into a javelina uh, and it it did not look pretty Tore it from hip to knee, a pretty good right. slice straight down. Do those javelinas have? They don't have tusk at all, do they? But yeah, they just, do. They yeah. do. Yep. Fuck. Those yeah, I mean, the dog up. they're just a you know different version of a wild hog, really. And, and yeah. I think that's what everyone we talked to before we went down there said. I wouldn't worry about the snakes, the coyotes, the wolves. You know, anything other than the javelinas. You see javelinas, and and you better be ready to shoot. Is it? Can you shoot those basically any? Time or no, you have, you, to have, have, tags to, or you have to have a tag for them. So luckily, we didn't run into them because we didn't feel like buying another two hundred dollar tag. But yeah, we, we got lucky there. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus. a good thing. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned from that trip was, man, a good vest is a lifesaver out there. Yeah. And what's I mean, the vest? Uh, I have a final rise vest, oh. uh, and but, I, I have the wings wing works. Which after seeing Ryan and final rise, the wing works is basically like the grandfather of the final rise. Right. It took a really similar design and then just made it lighter and, and made it better. Things made it better. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you I mean, like about really, that? If, and, I, and I've had my wing works for four or five years now, which at that point, that was one of the best vests on the market. And that's when they started coming out with the final rise and the hunt ready and chief upland and all those. But if I was going to buy today, I'd buy the final rise. It's half the weight of mine. Wouldn't you say Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it just the way it, it disperses weight. I mean, that's the same with yours. Yep. It's it's half the weight without the stuff loaded in it, but the way it fits or it, either of those vests fit when you're when you're loaded with what five liters of water uh, to go out on your hunt, and, and we'd have to stop 
the five liters was just to make it through the first part of the hunt. And then we'd go back and, and get five liters more and then go hunt again. Um, just having the, those hip belt, you know, the way it sits on your hips uh, and, and puts all the weight there instead of your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, I mean, man, that, that I, I have a, I have some other vests, a Filson vest. Uh, no way that that would ever survive anything out there. Yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing I'd say for anything I've done outside of Iowa is you, you don't appreciate the value of a good vest and good boots um, until you right. until you step out in that. I, you know, chucker hunting was the same way. You're, you got five, six-mile treks from point A to point B. It's not like here where you're out walking a 40 and back to the truck in a yeah. you know, half hour, 45 minutes. It's yep. You better have lunch. You better have right. all the shells you need. You better have dog first aid. You better have everything. And I remember when I, before I started traveling for, to hunt, I, you know, I think it was Andy Taylor on one of those hunting groups was like, you, you Midwestern boys have no idea that what we need. And that's why we have these vests. And I was like, oh, you guys are full of shit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Until you get yeah. out there and then, you know, desert quail, you're, you're sprinting. And so you better hope that vest is really holding on. Cause now you got right. five liters of water taking a sprint through the desert, <laughs> trying to get to the dogs. Hey, I'm, I'm looking, I looked it up right now. Yeah, that, uh, I have 300, a, 315 bucks. Yeah, for that vest, <laughs> worth every penny. Yeah, <laughs> I have the I, the hunt ready vest, and um, just based on the trip that we're planning together, I'm I'm gonna set it up different than what I have it here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, what'd you <laughs> what? Whoa, uh, what? Well, might as well break the news. So, well, I'm not fall. gonna break. We're talking best. Tyler and I are going. You just said the trip we planned is later yeah. this year. Tyler and I are going to go to Wyoming with Ryan and Uriah. And we're gonna we're gonna get out there and new experience and probably not the land for uh, Black Lab or maybe even Goldens, <laughs> but we're gonna take them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we fi- we figured we'd do our you know our, our community service, the three R's, right? The, <laughs> the recruit, retain, reactivate. <laughs> bring you two guys out show you what bird hunting's about oh shit <laughs> uh, we're we're uh super excited i mean we've only I, I i don't know about tyler but i've only been to south dakota uh other state bird hunting so to go to wyoming and um just just the train uh, the views i mean i've been through uh, yellowstone and all that kind of stuff but i've never actually been out to you know, in the wild like that to hunt. So pretty excited. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, for me, and I have the sage grouse sitting right over here on the, in the corner. Oh, dude, that thing's, that's can you awesome. get that closer? That yeah, thing's pretty on. sweet. It's like a goddamn still like there. A uh, did, there. Did, yeah. did Corey mount that for you? Yeah. So, uh, Corey's done all my birds. Uh, yeah, that's take, sage. Take, oh, take that's two cool. years. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. You know, Corey's one of those guys that, you're not going to get your bird back in six months and, and you don't complain because the bird you get back is after you use Corey, you're never going to use anyone else again. Yeah. I mean, I got my sharp tail there and it's a year and a half yeah. out and I'm, I mean, I no hurry to get it. It's whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I, I just think, you know, the sage grouse is one of those iconic birds, right. Of, uh, you know, the bird of the West and, and anyone that's seen them, watched them, they're, they're, they're freaking cool and uh when when they get up you know what they get up if you think a pheasant's big a sage grouse makes it, it just is no difference do they do they have a specific sound when they get up you know pheasants like cackle and whatnot uh no they just sound like a b-52 bomber really? so big. 
you know, when, when they when they call him a bomber, it's not because it's because they they're just big. Um, Are they bigger than a pheasant? Like yeah, I think they're probably about double. Yeah, I would say like a big male sage grouse can be about double the size of a rooster. Well, I, fuck, oh, I guess I'm not going to be bringing seven shot then. I'm going to be bringing four <laughs> shot, so don't well, bounce you, off you, of them. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised at how soft they are. I mean, Ryan, you've hunted rough grouse, and you know I've hunted sage and sharp tails and chickens, and and I'd say the grouse are pretty soft birds. And so I think we hunted with six shot when we were out there sage grouse. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that steel or lead or bismuth? Uh, I mean, I've switched all to bismuth now. I started shooting boss a couple of years ago, and and just yeah, kind we, of we shoot back, boss as well. Yeah, I, I'm just too lazy to look what shells I have in my vest, so it, it makes it easy there. Yeah, but I, most of that federal ground out west, you can still shoot the lead. But okay, like I said, I mean, shooting God, boss you now. Know, so I don't really I'm gonna have... I'm gonna take off and go on this trip that we're talking is gonna be you know three four hundred dollars. And my wife's like, yeah, that's great. I'm gonna shoot sh- sage grouse, and it's gonna cost me eight hundred dollars a month, <laughs> just like my sharp tail. <laughs> yeah, it's really a twelve hundred dollar trip. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, and if you lose a bumper, there's another fourteen hundred. So right. yeah. if, if it yeah. wasn't for the bumper, I mean, we we didn't, <laughs> you know, on the Wyoming trip, we plan on on camping because you know Uriah's already got a spot from last time, and and it's not close to any town. Uh, but that New Mexico trip, we had three guys split an Airbnb that had like a quarter acre, uh, f- fully fenced in yard, oh, uh, three bedrooms. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and and it was, I mean, one spot was only like what 15 minutes from the house yeah uh, the other spots were all about an hour hour and a half is where we were going uh but even even doing that i mean and, and groceries if you if you, you exclude the amount bucks. of yeah if you if you exclude the bush light we drank <laughs> uh it would have been an under 400 dollar trip and i think a lot of people i mean that's a good don't, trip. don't understand yeah you can do hunt trips cheap if you i mean without a guide hunting trips are cheap they are i mean it's more are. fun too so you I mean, gotta learn yeah. it together. So we uh, found uh comparatively. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if we yeah. would have had it, if we would have if they all would have been days like that one day where we only saw those two coveys and, and lost <laughs> the bumper and uh shed some tears. Now, you know, you, you gotta all, have you gotta you have a shit in. Yeah, that's why though you it's like a, a Ranella podcast where the to make a trip memorable, you have to have suck. <laughs> if, yeah. if, if, the more suck factor, the more fun on the trip. And yeah, there were a I lot agree. of suck memories on this trip. Yeah. Now, did you guys all chip in and pay for your eyes bumper? That's uh, this, are you guys true? No, it was it was already dented. So anyways, <laughs> it was well, basically it was like a true attorney, right? Yeah. Like, here's the attorney. Uh, we don't know where this happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could have happened on the way out here. You know. I don't know. It was it was yeah. it was damaged already. I can't buy damaged goods. Uh, yeah, I told Pat I'd pitch in for his deductible, but you know if he's not going to use insurance, I mean I. Yeah. I would I would have not used insurance either. Then you get a hit against it, and then it raises. Yeah. Everything. Well, shit, insurance would have made you put one of those cheap bumpers back on anyway. So. Yeah. Exactly. What's the point, um, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's what you know when people like I said, I've done Nebraska times, Idaho. Wyoming I mean you can do these things for cheap right it's not we can go out there and we'll go to Wyoming and each of us will spend less than what one person would spend on an out-of-state elk tag and I think yeah. that's what gets confused is you know these people that are out doing these big game hunts you're buying a five to seven hundred dollar tag and you're getting an outfitter and you get all this gear if, if you got a tent and a cot and a sleeping bag you can do these things pretty cheap but I mean we'll eat sandwiches over lunch we'll each you know 
bring some burger or steaks on the way out and our biggest bill will be the booze right of, of having yeah. beers at the end of the that's, night i mean literally that's what it was in south dakota too when we went uh well i guess our airbnb was actually pretty expensive for what we found it was that was that was this past year like 290 a person it was pretty Oof. expensive for how long yeah. i mean for our, five ours was, five nights oh that's not terrible ours, i mean i mean ours was 80 i think with with all the fees yeah. and stuff that they tacked on a night yeah but for three guys you know it ended up being like 250 a guy for the week for us yeah yeah, and, and the problem was we had to do an extra day just because how long the drive was. Like we we had it for a day, we actually didn't use it, yeah. Uh, so we could get in and just you know get in at three in the morning and not worry about hanging around. Yeah, well, yeah, and then you know when we went to South Dakota, we had six guys. And then you got to find that much more room, which is yeah. one of the price yeah. just went. That's where you say you only have four guys and you buddy up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. We actually kind of decided that. Um, after that trip it was like it was fun it was it was probably fun just to have more people with you for the for the adventure of it but in terms of like hunting it was yeah it was a little, it was a little chaotic yeah three well, trucks running around and well know. the problem is you get some of those big groups and we had a pretty big group of eight or nine or ten of us out in idaho you just get so many personalities right and then you get you know we want to hunt this way you guys want to hunt that way I think that's the important thing as you plan these trips is you got to make sure that everyone's on the same page of, you know, we're driving 14 hours to hunt. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. don't want to hunt, you can sit in camp, but the rest of yeah. us are going out to hunt and, and don't cry that you've sat here all day alone because <laughs> I didn't drive 14 hours to drink beer and get up at 10 in the morning. Right. I was going to say, yeah. pick, pick guys you can spend 14 hours in a car with too. Cause yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a haul, man. That is a freaking haul. Well, you guys won't have to worry about Tyler. He's pretty quiet. Might be me. <laughs> yeah, I always get made fun. Or no, we were going to put you guys in the same vehicle, so we didn't have to worry about either of you. Haley always makes fun is, of me. You know, Ryan complains about me sleeping seven hours on the way home, but I don't think Ryan drove seven hours over the entire thirty-six hours of driving that we did. So false, false. I I drove I drove uh, all through seven a, hours when we switched Kansas. Yeah, on the way out there. Yeah. I didn't majority driving out there, but afterwards, you know, we, we had a rule that backseat could sleep and cause there's three <laughs> of us. So if you're in the backseat, you can sleep. Someone's got to stay up to keep the driver company. Otherwise two people sleeping and just the driver sitting there alone with his thoughts in Kansas would be brutal. <laughs> yeah. You turn into uh, you know, Johnny from the shining. <laughs> Guys have hills people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always, Haley always makes fun of me cause well, I, with being an officer, I'd, I won't have a radio. On. I'll drive hours without a radio on, without talking, nothing. I used to sit in a car for 10 hours without a radio. And oh. I drove all the way out to South Dakota at a 12-hour 12 12 hour drive to, to guide at a lodge this past year. Drove with just a dog's eye, not a radio on, nothing. Just cruising, 12 hours. Also, yeah. if you guys are going to get – Tyler a wedding present just give him cash otherwise you'll see it for sale on Facebook in a week <laughs> I, I, I told you I was like maybe I'll just give him money towards his hunting license <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that way she can't say no be like well my license is already bought yeah. <laughs> I, can't. I was I just gonna go be selfish there. and buy him a bumper dumper so that I didn't have to worry about pooping in a bucket so <laughs> uh, hey I got a five gallon bucket with a toilet seat on it already well, cut out we, perfect I'll bring I'll bring the lime and the shovel so that way you can dig a hole and throw some lime over it. Should cut the smell down. 
<laughs> I don't want to be smelling all your beer shits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be fun though. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm excited uh, for the although, although I, of it. I'm pretty sure I heard on one of your guys' podcasts previously, because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the show and I listen to all of them. We appreciate uh, that. Yes, yeah. we do appreciate that. Uh, wasn't the, I swear you guys were talking about in South Dakota people being too drunk to get up and hunt the next day, too hungover to get up and hunt on time on one of them. Uh... <laughs> Uriah? No. Oh, you're probably no, on no. a different part of the screen, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so... Nick, he's been hung over a few times. That one day, the the one day we literally fucking drove around for like, I think I wasted a whole take of gas that day because everybody was too. Wasn't the only. I wasn't the only one that day though. Well, I wasn't saying just you, but you're the one on this call, right? Yeah, I'm driving around. Everybody else snoring in the freaking (laughs) truck. I was like, dude, come on. Like, there's a bird on the side of the road, and yeah. no, I was like, uh, whatever, let's keep going. Hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna be up and at them and out there hunting. <sighs> I, I've taken yeah. a pledge starting September, dry September. <laughs> well, it'll last till we get there. And I, yeah. one of the other things, and I don't know if you guys' dogs drink from water bottles or whatever, but you know, that's the other thing is when I figured it out when we went out to Wyoming and that was our first big trip, was it's called a hydro pack. It's, it, it's my camelback but it's got a squeeze on the reservoir or instead of like just the bike tube you can squeeze it and man that thing was a lifesaver for the dogs i mean ryan's got to carry a a water bowl around for his dogs. so we have we have a discount code that we can hook you up with gundog outdoors water bottle that has a little bowl at the end of it just press a button and the water comes out and then you can suck it back in it looks Anything? like something someone would carry at a dog park with their poodle, but right. Hey, I mean, if they need fucking water, they need water. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you want to share that on like you know like the neighborhood mom's website for the poodles and dash hounds or what? If if they need a discount, let them know. I'll get. I'll hook yeah. them up. <laughs> uh, and, and another reason I do the bowl is because that's uh, the, the owner finalized that Matt Davis. I mean, he he talked on one of his podcasts. He's like, I'm I'm not wasting water out there. You know, you squirt it at your dog, they're only getting a tenth of that water or whatever it is. See, that's what's nice about these is you hit the button for the water to come out and then you can hold it. I I just just keep keep track of the water bottles. One of them is fresh water. One of them is water with slobber and and the dogs are going to drink the water (laughs) with slobber. Yeah. Yeah. So I put it back in. It's like like my boots. I'm too cheap to waste even water. Yeah. Yeah. My plan is taking one like big Nalgene water bottle on my left side for me and then having another big one on the right and then carrying these with me. So when they're empty, I can just refill them. Now, Hey, I wouldn't get attached to that name because by the time September comes around, he'll have a new water bottle. Well, it's just the only name I can think of. I don't know what else is out there. And it's cheap. I wonder what kind of dogs you're going to be running in September. with. I can have goldens anymore. I can't get rid of them. I have too much vested in them. trading up for something no i'm not that type of person (laughs) just with gear yeah i haven't seen any good gear though nick Nick calls me nick's calls me 007 Oh, fucking 007 you got camera (laughs) on his head guys watch him looking at him he's got shit on yeah i like having a watch i like knowing what time it is I, I, I was like, I mean, hey, I, hey, I, below, you got, you got some I got the, for me. I got the Alpha 100 this year, and the in the Instinct watch, and 
man, it, I, I don't know how I hunted without it. Yeah, the, I mean, the watch tells you where the dog is. That right? I got him a watch for his push present. She didn't really yeah. understand that. I guess guys aren't supposed to get a push present. So Sarah was a little upset at that one, but yeah, I did my pushing uh, 10 months before that. And I still got a present. <laughs> <laughs> but even on my Boykin, I mean, he'll even, he'll even only be like 30 yards out or something, but you know, I won't see him. You look down on your watch, you know, there's your two dogs running around. It tells you right where they're at. What, what's, yep. can I ask you what that system goes for? I think what the Alpha 100 is seven ninety nine. Yeah, I think it's down can, to like yeah. So the and watch you, you, can, you can control you can control both dogs from that then as well. Yeah. The two, two with an extra collar, so then I I have the the handheld you know on my vest, uh, just in case I have to hit you know any shot, but I don't I don't or correction stimulus, but I don't use any of that on my dog. So then you can sync it to a a, a Garmin watch. Uh, so you can look down on your watch and see where your dogs are a lot easier than pulling that hand held out and looking at it. Does the, does the watch just say like 30 yards to the Northeast? It's basically? yeah. It's got it a little arrow and arrow okay. and yards. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and the nice thing is like Ryan and I have each other's dogs synced up on there. So when we're hunting together, we, you know, we just turn, flip sure. on that. I got Fitz or oh, he's got cool. Mozzie and, you know, especially with the pointing dogs, you know they lock up and cover and you're like ryan 75 yards you know keep going keep going and right. he's like i don't know what the hell you're doing where yeah. it's nice you can just look down and see where the dogs are or, or in new mexico when we get you know over different rises and we lose each other well you know we're not really that far away because i can look down and see your eyes dogs or you know x amount of distance over that way they're just over that next draw i'm not really lost yet but you're so you guys can see the dogs on the your watches or your handheld handheld yeah. but you can't you can't like give a stimulant to your eyes dog like ryan you can't uh, it depends on how you share it you can okay. either share it i think i i probably have shared mine with ryan that he can just in the freak yeah, accident just know I can't, yeah. Yeah. yeah or if i lose mine that he we can get the dogs back but okay yeah, you have that ability which that's kind I'll of say, nice. and I think Ryan would say the same thing. And anyone that I know that's hunted with the Alpha, um, whether it's the 100 or 200, once you go to it, you don't go back. So um, it's one of those things. It's a slippery what, slope because yeah. once you make what's that, the, tree, uh, what's the 200? The 200 I is 749. Yeah, the 200 is basically the same thing. So you have all the same functionality, only it's updated, right? It's like the iPhone 7 versus the iPhone 8. Okay. Uh, it's got a, it's got a little better screen, a little more reactive time. Um, and a couple things from the, from the gist of it, I would say the average hunter, the 100 is going to do fine. I've had both. I just was bored one day and, and felt like upgrading and, and did it. And I'll say, I love the 200, you know, the, the things that the 200 has that the 100 doesn't, it, they're really nice, but it's not, you know, like you can't go back. And, it, and it's nice out there to have, I mean, we would mark the truck when we would start walking too. Um, oh, that's on a the, good idea. Right. So even like Wyoming, you can mark the truck and, and not worry about getting lost because uh, yeah. you can always get back to the truck. And there were some times on that, that Mern's walk, I was like, where the hell are we? <laughs> like, huh. We got, cause you're just going over giant draws up and down and you know, they don't run East and West and North and South. I mean, they all run it. So you follow one draw down at, you know, a direction and then you start following another one up and all of a sudden you, you walked a bunch of angles and, and distance that you weren't thinking when you originally got out of the truck. Yeah. Like I'm going to, you, you originally get out and say, I'm going to walk, you know, North, Northeast. 
uh, towards that hillside. And then once you get up there, then you start going all over the place. Does this beep for you? Like if your dog's on point, does it make a noise? Yeah. Yeah. It beeps and vibrates. And the nice thing with the watch is it clicks to the watch then. So you're, you'll hear your handheld beep beep and then your watch will vibrate and buzz at you. And does it matter uh, the Garmin watch? Can you have any Garmin watch or just uh, I think certain it's instinct in the Phoenix. So I think the instincts like what a $200 watch, Ryan, something like that. And the Phoenix it, it's is on sale all the time. Yeah. And then, so, does yeah. it have a tone, not a beat, but a tone for your dog? So, like right now, I yep. use just a quick yeah. tone yeah. for a recall. That, that's all I use for my dogs is to, you know, yeah. to okay. tell them to come back is tone. Yeah. I don't, because that's yep. that's so nice because you don't have to yell, you don't have to blow a whistle, right. you don't have to make any noise, yep. you just hit the tone. They come back. That was kind of, yeah. what... and you guys, you guys have probably hunted with guys. I sent you guys that video the other day, and Ryan said, What the hell is that beeping noise, right? Uh, yeah. I've just forgotten what beeper collars are like because I all my buddies hunt with the GPS collars now, and it's just so nice and quiet. Yeah, uh, and and I think I kill more birds. I think I like you don't have quiet. those beepers running <laughs> constantly, yeah. and I don't have a headache when I get done. You guys yeah. imagine that Tyler likes being quiet, guys. I <laughs> if just in case anybody's listening, just check Facebook Marketplace. I probably have collars for sale here soon. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's 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 a few things I've learned uh, over the years. If if it's good enough for chucker hunting, it's good enough for pheasant hunting, uh, and and if it's good enough for pointing dogs, it is great for uh, retrieving dogs, flushing dogs. How do you uh, think, if, in your honest opinion? It's a dangerous question, yeah. but uh, how do you think uh, like labs or our retrievers will do with birds? Let's let's stay Wyoming, but if then we can talk about New Mexico type birds too. And I, I got a bone to pick. My my lab's not fat. <laughs> <laughs> he does have the big head. He's in the eye of the beholder. He's in the eye of the His head his no. head's bigger than his body. But other than that, he's curvy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's your uh, it's like the girls I date. They're curvy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think it all depends on the dog, right? I've hunted with some of the labs that'll, you know, bust cover and push 75 yards. I think, but if you got one of those retrievers that is, and I'll say mainly a waterfowl dog or something like that, that it, it stays close and it's going to hunt that 10, 15 yards, it's going to be a challenge. But I, I think the thing to remember is, you're hunting wide open cover, right? You yeah. got 10, 20 miles either side of you that you can hunt. And so you just want a dog that's not afraid to get out uh, and get no, away. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, in, in no, I'm, not, I'm not, that's I'm not putting in, joke, I'm putting yeah. in like an extended full choke so like, I can shoot something at 60 yards. Yeah. Like <laughs> diesel will, he will, he is a, I would, I would call him a ranger lab uh, yeah. for a lab. So he, he, he will go, if I don't recall him, he will go out. 60 70 yards so he'll be busting birds for us okay that's no because he points no he'll point (laughs) you know some people think a pointing labs is fucking stupid but he does it on his own i never can do it i've seen enough (laughs) (laughs) now we're going down this conversation let's get some akc standards and all he just yeah no he just does it on his own i never trained him to do it he just all of a sudden just does it and i'm like oh fuck he's on before we were heading out there, I thought Fit or uh, Paco was actually going to be one of the, you know, he was going to be a godsend out there because you watch some of the videos of like Slade in her house talking to uh, uh, Jacob Little about hunting. He guides out in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so hunting the same birds. But it, th- I mean, a, a cocker, I mean, a lot of these guys run cockers out there to get the birds out of those bushes. And Paco has no fear of getting tore up to go through a bush. Yeah, but you uh, know, what probably hurt him is you don't hunt him anymore. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, even listening to Uriah and uh, we didn't even know he was still here. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Was it? I thought there was a oh, funeral shit. service. Probably still retrieved more birds than no. the ringneck boys he over there. He oh, the oh. thing would just go in a ditch and move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he he just his paws are, are they just were not made for that. Even though he hunts Iowa and, and North Dakota, and I mean, I don't know how many days I hunted. It was north of forty, and he was out. Yeah. Uh, and he's finding snow, like ice snow. He'll cut up his paws, but still hunt. But man, no, he just did not last in the desert. You just leave him in the truck then, or with that Airbnb? I mean, oh, yeah. we left yeah, him yeah. and him and Mozzie were left there, and we were just hunting with the setters. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was part of it was just the heavy those dogs that are heavier on their feet, right? Um, well, that doesn't Mozzie avoid well for me. Both. My dog weighs ninety pounds <laughs> yeah. in shape, so yeah. he'll be, be fucking laying down. Yeah, but I mean, it was just I think that first day we went out pretty novice, right? It was we got in at three in the morning, we woke up, went to Walmart. And it was like one o'clock and we're like, shit, there's this pin 15 minutes away. Let's go try it. We're not going to have any luck. We don't we get 40 yards from the truck and a covey of 50 quail explode. And we're like, Dang. me and Pat looked at each other and we said, was that birds? Did we just see birds? And I mean, we're like in, on the backside of a campground. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That's, that's what we crazy. had to, we had to message Slayton and we're like, dude, <laughs> we're, we're hunting where people are camping. Is this, is this yeah. right? And he's like, Hey, welcome to New Mexico. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and so, I mean, but that was some of the roughest cover because you had the thorns. I mean, we had nasty mesquites there. And then you had the draws that were, you know, probably 30, 40 degree inclines with a hundred yards on each side. Um, and, and the dogs were just, they were, know, they were hunting it like, like go, Iowa. right. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they've been in the truck for 20 hours. They were ready to get out and go. And so they just flew my short hair and Paco blew through their pads instantly. Are you guys yeah. bringing, are you guys bringing boots out to Wyoming? Is that will, similar yeah. train or not? Yeah, that's going to be something that's always in my vest from now on. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to carry, you know. Five, what was that brand you boots. were talking about? Lewis boots. Lewis boots. Lewis. Yep. And and I'll say last time I was in Wyoming, we didn't, we didn't boot the dogs. We didn't have any issues. It was more clay than, than Rocky, oh, but in an inch, I mean, who knows? Than, yeah. And I, and I, Fitz could have done the hunt in New Mexico without getting booted. Uh, yeah. We just did it as a precaution. I mean, yeah. he's got, he's got really big, big paws for, for his size. Um, so he puts all that weight, you know, on spreads it all out. Kind of like that, you know, laying on a bed of nails kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so he was hey, fine. I, you know what? I would like to try that laying on a bed of nails thing, but you got to do it. Let's see how it works. <laughs> you're yeah, the one that wants to try it. Right. No, you're no. the one that wants no, to try I'd like it. To you just said. Just no, said, I'd like to see it. You just said, I'd like to try it. Yeah. I'd like to I'd try like it with him. Yeah, I don't know what you two are doing yeah. on a bed of nails, but I'm out. Yeah. I mean, we're going to stay is, out of this one. Man, is that yeah. what nailing means? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what Uriah is doing when he's on those Tinder dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shit. That's awesome. It, I, I will say, uh, our buddy Pat now. He's made multiple uh, appearances on this uh, podcast by name only because uh, Midge, Chris Midget, talked about him a lot. The Virginia boy on his yep. North Dakota trip. Yep, uh, called him the mule on that, but we've we've affectionately named him Mom because uh, <laughs> he takes care of us every time we go camping. Make sure we're up. Make sure we're uh, we're eating right. Uh, and that's we, make sure we, we don't to drink f- too much. 
we don't drink too much tells us when to stop drinking. And, and we're hoping one of you guys can fit that role when we're out in Wyoming. And you better have it's Tyler. more Tyler. than <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you to stop drinking. That's your own damn fault. Every, every hunting party needs, you know, you got your roles like your Iowa saying. Everyone needs that camp mom to make sure everyone else is okay. And, and I think you're getting nominated, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. All in favor. I like to keep I... things organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give anything to me because we won't find it after I die. Yeah. Ryan in in North Dakota, we gave him the, the trash bags day one and they went missing until day when we were cleaning up to go home because he put them in the, I don't remember where he put them, but it was the dumbest spot and no one would put trash bags. <laughs> I always put things in great spots that I think are going to be great spots and I'll never, you know, forget that I put them there and then I forget I put them there. Thank you. Yeah, don't kids. give me anything on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. And fuck this one. <laughs> sending me a cuss text right now <laughs> i think you know you ryan, even right forgot, ryan forgot his shotgun one day in new mexico um in north dakota i think the is the ethos still had held together with a zip tie from october of last year ryan as far as i know i dropped it back off at the gunsmith uh but it did make a whole season with a zip tie <laughs> where was the zip tie it was back through the trigger. Right, through the receiver yeah. pit. Or, yeah. yeah. It holds the trigger in. Yeah. Yeah. Bring some zip ties out there, too. That's a good <laughs> life lesson right there. Speaking of, uh, what were you saying? Not having your gun. Have you guys heard of Nick's story about not loading his gun? No, but it'd be a Ooh, great I don't time think to you hear have. All right. well, well, so Tyler and I, first time out to. Uh, Remember, Nick's? Nick's really good shot, you Ryan. Right. He can shoot wafers or whatever. Just Ritz or Vanilla Wafers, too. Yeah, like, are we talking Ritz, Saltine? Ritz like, Bits? I mean, <laughs> Club Crackers? What kind of? Ritz. Ritz. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of Ritzy. We, uh, we, uh, in South Dakota, mm. and it was our first time out there, and Tyler and I haven't seen shit. I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it you was guys are a- used to docks and, and, you know, right. Island, used to, I mean, we're used like to planted so. birds. I mean, it's different when you're not paying for them to be out there, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, it just sucks. We don't. We don't ever hunt wild birds. And uh, you know, we got out there, we just fucking clueless motherfuckers. You know, walking around, we don't know where we're going. Well, anyway, we got one bird in like two days. I'm like, what Oof. the fuck? And we're <laughs> hunting all this ground, public ground. Um, finally, we get to the last day, and we drive like an hour north. And I'm like, if I don't get a fucking bird today, I'm fucking done. So we get out of the fucking truck. We get out of the truck and Tyler's over there. You know, Tyler fucking go, 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 go fucking gadget, putting all the shit on him. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, let's put my champs on. Let's get the fuck going. Like he's over here. Just camera on camera on. Got another camera on cell phone on watch is good. Uh, you know, let me oil my gun quick. And, uh, you know, so we're going out. So we get walking out the field. And, you know, me bitching at Tyler the whole time, fucking decent Tom. Like, he is on this fucking bird. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, we're into him. Fucking bird gets up. I just pull up. Why well, didn't load my fucking gun? <laughs> you don't have me the whole fucking time. <laughs> didn't load it. And he's I, like, I, why the fuck didn't you shoot? I go, well, I'm going home. I said I didn't load my gun. <laughs> so we left. We left after that. I left. I was fucking done. 
It's going to be a long drive back from Wyoming with an attitude like that. No, I've changed changed a lot. I drink more now. (laughs) I'm calmer. I drink more. (laughs) To cope with the sorrows. (laughs) I I, I mean, who hasn't done that though, right? Yeah. I had a problem. So I had the the Sweet 16 last year. And they have. And then you sold that, right? So he had a a problem with it. Is they bought the same gunny, but I had a problem with it. Yeah. No, they switched <laughs> up a little bit. Anyways, back to my story. They uh, there's a button underneath that can I don't know if it uh releases like the firing pin, so when you pull the trigger, it doesn't fire. Exactly what it does, never looked into it, but I kept fucking hitting that. So I'd go to pull up on a bird, and I'd pull the trigger, and nothing would go off, and then I have to rack a shell, and then it fire and i had that happen so many times a year is freaking that's like uh the ethos is has the mechanism that doesn't have the typical benelli click right and and that's the the claim to fame to the ethos other than it's you know really pretty and and painful when you drop and scratch it but put together by zip ties yeah well but pat had the montefeltro silver and and we were talking about the benelli click and uh and i would walk over and i'd pull his pull his action back just just enough that he that it would uh not shoot when he went off and after the first or second time he started realizing that anytime i came over and touched his gun to slap my hand yeah. and keep me away after yeah. the first or second your eyes a fun guy to hunt with play. i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. if there's a way to sabotage you i will sabotage you so right. um it's a dog eat dog world in the field and- <laughs> Noted. Well, I guess you'll be hunting over here and I'll be way over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be on my UPs and, and I'll be shooting birds and yeah. Ryan will be crying because he's walking through thick stuff and not shooting anything. U- UPs, we call they're they're uh they're Uriah paths. We call them UPs. It's <laughs> it's the easiest walking from point A to point B. It's 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 game trails, uh pain. oftentimes it is the most successful walk of the yeah, everyone else is out in the thick stuff pushing them out, and you're just standing on top of a road shooting them while we push them to you. I guess hunt smarter, not harder. Exactly. That's hunt, UPs. He's gonna be hunting alone more. Yeah. Uh, We're not even to September yet, and uh, you might not be going, Uriah. <laughs> he's already he's already sent me the pin, guys. That's we don't right. Need <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate it. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Looking felt like a continuation of our uh, conversation all day. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know I look at my phone sometimes like, oh, 70 million missed messages. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, what do these guys do? Like, do they have jobs? Or... We thought they said something about you guys. <laughs> yeah, hopefully none of our bosses are listening. Yeah. Ryan's boss is wondering why his billable hours go down from <laughs> August through May. <laughs> I only text when I'm driving, you guys. So that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's why sometimes some of my shit doesn't make sense because I'm trying to fucking watch the road too. But. So safe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your employer is real happy to hear that part. Yeah. Oh, here's yeah. my insurance. Yeah. 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 Got through the road. Can't wait, to, my hear, boss. Can't wait oh, to see you texting with a 14-foot trailer behind you on the way to work. <laughs> oh, it's better no, than you. We're taking fucking walkie-talkies. I don't have to text. Yeah. Oh, we can get some CBs. We yeah. did walkie-talkies last year and 
South Dakota between trucks. Man, that was so nice. Oh. Well, Uriah, when we were going up to North Dakota this year, I see him over there swiping, and all of a sudden we're on the the Rumble Strip. <laughs> Any rights? And I'll tell you, there, there was nothing worth swiping for in North Dakota. But we were <laughs> yeah. we were trying to be, you know, improvise and say if I could find a nice farm girl that had some access for us to hunt, <laughs> it might make it worthwhile. You would have made it happen too. Yeah, no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at least tried. Oh shit. Oh. Awesome. I think Ryan, you gotta get to the, the airport, don't you? Yeah, yeah, they, she landed a while ago. She can wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Awesome. Getting I should really go pick her up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well guys, we yeah, appreciate thank you it. Very much. We'll have to have another one. Season gets closer. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have one in Wyoming, eh? Yeah, well, I'll bring we'll I'll a- bring out some I'll bring out the podcast gear. Yeah, well, we'll have one after I outshoot Nick at the trap range. Oh, dude, we Man, got. We, what is this by the way, we gotta film this shit. Oh, because... everyone, everyone just real riled up and lean towards the cameras yeah. when we start talking about. <laughs> yeah, we Facebook Live each station. Yeah, let everyone know where we're standing. Regardless of the outcome. Oh, now he's getting fun. nervous. Right? Yeah. Regardless. You know, well, that's, I said this that's in the loser I said Someone's this landing oh, oh, says, regardless of the outcome, we're gonna. No, have I said with. this in the fucking text. Oh man, you're a participation saw... trophy guy. No, I'm not a participation <laughs> trophy it's guy. Kids, it's okay as long which, as you. Hey, which hard. one of you guys played in college? Anything? None of you. So suck it. I'm, you know what? I'm taking your balls and giving them back to your ex-wife. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a fun sporting place. I can't wait to right. this riled up with firearms. Yeah, I'm not even gonna do it. Yeah. Tyler and I are just gonna drink and watch. Yeah. I'm gonna wear my fucking bulletproof vest I still have. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Funny. All right. Well, everybody stay tuned for that shit show that we're going to have this summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, thanks guys for coming on. We appreciate it. Looking forward to this fall hunting with you. Thanks guys. Appreciate yeah. it. See you guys. Thank Bye. you. See ya.